Welcome to Kick Back with Chris, Martial Arts Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode two of what is now known as Kick Back with Chris. Um, first of all, I would like to start by saying a huge thanks to everybody for their support over the last, uh, well, it's about a week now. Um, when I first launched this podcast, it was a, obviously a short 20-minute trial, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, I didn't think, to be honest with you, that it would be something that many people would be interested in, uh, let alone pick up on with the interest that they have. So a huge thanks to everybody that gave me feedback on my Facebook posts, uh, sent me private messages. Um, it was um, it was really cool to know that I, that I got things right. Um, obviously, that's not to say that there aren't improvements to be made. Absolutely there are. Um, but initially... Yeah, it's, uh, it's really good to know that the support is out there. So, what are we going to be doing with episode two? Well, I'm very pleased to say that our guest uh, coming up shortly is the one and only Mittmaster himself, Mr. Matthew Chapman. Um, fantastic guy with uh, great martial arts skill and, and obviously um, a lot to share about his, his online business. So we're going to be talking to Matt a little bit later on. Um, but before that, I wanted to just go through a few bits that have been going on um, on social media, bits of news that have come up um, since podcast one. Um, so the UK Martial Arts Show, I did actually touch on that a little bit in the, the first episode, uh, but this week they've already announced that uh, 2019 is going uh, going ahead and they've already got the tickets for it. Um, the tickets themselves, as far as I'm aware, aren't available yet, but uh, that took about forward planning um, but that's, I'm really pleased to hear that because, as I said on the last episode, uh, this year's UK Martial Arts Show was, in my opinion, the best one to date. Um, so knowing that they're, they're going ahead next year, um, I would assume with even more improvements, um, is, is a re- it's a really good positive thing for the, for the UK martial arts scene. Um, on the subject of martial arts events, um, coming up a little bit later on in the summer, we've got the Kaizen Show. Um, I'll be there teaching as will uh, a whole host of uh, fantastic instructors. Um, I feel really privileged to be able to have the opportunity to teach alongside some of the people that are going to be there. Um, it's a slightly different setup to the to the UK Martial Arts Show, um, but obviously with the underlying theme of uh, quality martial arts instructors and, and content and, and, and lots for people to do. Um, if you've not seen it, if you check it out on Facebook, they've got a, they've got a Facebook group there um, with some information on the instructors and people that are going to be taking part. I'm actually looking to have the um the show organizer Lucci on um, shortly as a and in an upcoming episode uh, just to talk to him about the show so you can keep a keep a listen out for that one um another subject that i touched on on episode one was uh the youtube red show cobra kai um that's just been announced that that is going to be getting a season two which is really cool um I really, really enjoyed the first episodes um, from season one. In fact, should I say the whole entire season one? Um, with for me, the the standout episodes were probably uh, five, five and six. Um, if you've not seen it yet, I won't, I won't give any spoilers. But episode five is a full on jump psychic to the feels. Um, if you, especially if you're a if you're a fan of the original films you'll you'll know exactly what i'm saying with that one but um again i won't spoil it for anybody you can go and check it out um another piece of news uh scott Atkins has been announced as um having a part in the new it man film which is amazing news for for the uk martial arts scene i'm sure many of you out there are a fan of scott's work um to to know that he's going to be playing a role in the new it man film is um yeah it's fantastic be be great to see what they do what sort of character he gets uh, and how they make use of his uh, what are awesome skills. Um, the Facebook group that we now have for this podcast, um, I set it up, set it up um, a few days ago. Um, and what I'm what I'm looking for is for people, listeners, instructors, students to get involved in discussion on there to help shape the future and the direction of this show. Um, at the moment, I'm building this up based primarily on um, my own ideas and, and interaction with, with other people I'm just reaching out to. But I'd really like to hear from everybody else um, to, to get an idea of the direction that you want this to go in. I'd also like to have people on to speak as well. I'll, I'll have a, a, guest, a guest instructor or martial artist or somebody within the industry on most episodes 
But I would also like to just have people on um, just to discuss topics. So not necessarily somebody um, with a background in a specific area, uh, just somebody that wants to come on and just discuss through the different bits of topics and news and things that have been going on, um, rather than just me talking to myself. It'd be be cool. Um, The way that we're going to be doing that, the system that I'm running now is uh, fully set up to record Skype. Um, So... um, the the reason I want wanted to go down that route primarily is because it's it makes people more accessible and um, it's it's easier for me as well. Obviously, it helps it helps keep the costs down. I can record the interviews and the discussions straight from my um, office setup, and it also means that you know again you know some of the people that I'm looking to bring on um, they're very very busy people and we can we can record these on the go because obviously Skype can be installed on mobile devices as well as obviously laptops, uh, desktops and that sort of thing. So it just means that it's just a lot easier for everybody all around. Um, So if you're interested in getting involved, please do, first of all, if you jump on the Facebook group, if you just search for uh, Kickback with Chris on Facebook, it should come up as a group. I did actually accidentally set up a like page first. It shouldn't show up, but if it does, um, that's not the correct page. Um, You actually want to be looking for a a Facebook group. Um, uh, If you ask to join the group, obviously I'll I'll add you to it. Um, And then once you're in there, you can join in with the various discussions. You can actually start discussions yourself as well. And um, I'd really like to get that in, in, you know interaction going between people, as I say, to help sort of shape uh, the future of the show. Um, so with with no further ado, I think what would be good now is to uh, to get onto our interview with Matt, um, and I will speak to you all at the conclusion. Okay, so uh, joining me now, we've got the Mitmaster himself, uh, Mr. Matthew Chapman. How are we doing, sir? Very good, thank you. How are you, Chris? I am absolutely fantastic, thanks. I'm very excited to have you on the show. The first guest, you have the honour of being the first. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't know whether it's the honour or whether you're the only person that would do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the notes. A bit of both, probably, a bit of both. <laughs> now, actually, actually, joking aside, we've had about 13 people now inquire um, to, to be on the show, so that's, that's wow. pretty cool. But Well, I say 13, there's been more, but there's been some that were perhaps... Maybe not suitable, but we'll uh, we'll not get into that. Um, so yes, um, I thought it'd be obviously we had a quick discussion prior to this. Just be cool to get you on the show, just to talk about um, well a lot of different subjects really. Um, yeah. Mainly coming later on, we're going to obviously talk about the fantastic services that you provide with your courses um, and, and sort of the online stuff. Um, but before we got to that, I just thought it'd be cool to maybe have a chat about your past um, and how you got. How did you get into martial arts? Uh, cool. Well, um, I watched Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon, and that that was it for me. Basically, I was uh, I was hooked after watching that movie. I think I was about uh, nine, ten years old. Yeah. Um, there were no kung fu schools near me at that time. The only school that was near me was a ninjutsu school. Wow. So I spent yeah, I know, spent ten years being a ninja, which is when you're ten years old is actually really really cool. So we get to <laughs> do fun things like uh, we, we did lessons on horseback riding. Wow. We did, Escape and evasion stuff, throwing stars, bows and arrows, blowpipes. So uh, that was really cool. That, that <laughs> just sounds. Yeah, that, no, never mind, as a ten-year-old, that sounds cool at any age. Yeah, it, it was really good fun. So I did that for a decade. Uh, I enjoyed that, and um, then luckily I found an instructor local to me called Anton St James, who wow. was a, a screamer grandmaster. Uh, and also studied JKD. So I spent the next sort of 10, 15 years training with him in uh, kickboxing, Thai boxing, JKD, a screamer, and all the various things that go with that. Um, did that for about 10, 15 years, one-to-one with him, which was fantastic. He's a great coach. Then I uh, moved to London to do a degree in, in sports science and went to Bob Breen's Academy in Hoxton, went, where it was then. And obviously, Bob Breen is like the godfather of JKD in, yeah. in Europe. He's one of the first instructors uh, to bring JKD to Europe. So I spent five years training at Bob Breen's Academy, which was also amazing. Uh, and then went uh, and started learning MMA uh, in America with Eric Paulson. So that's kind of my journey and where it's gone so far. Wow. That's, yeah, it's, it's a pretty pretty extensive. I mean, I was just having a look online and just at the list of some of the people you've had the opportunity to train with. And I have to say, it's a pretty impressive list. There's a pretty uh, pretty substantial list of names on there. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it, and it's it's great to see as well. You know, um, obviously, I'm I'm sure you'll agree that it's it's always good to get as much experience as possible from 
many many different people um, I yeah I, I, I agree um, not when you're beginning though I don't mm. think it's good because you, you kind of get confused and you don't yes. have a direction so in the beginning I think it's worth students spending like you know three to five years just on one martial art yep. before they start bran- branching out to be all the others so absolutely so you mentioned there was it a degree in sports science yes yeah. wow that's impressive um well i just the truth is i didn't really want to do the degree <laughs> i just i just wanted to come to london to train at bob Breen's academy i see and ah, okay. the degree was the convenient way to get me to london and you know learn something at the same time and have a lot of free time to train so the degree wasn't the main motivation that was just that's just smart an excuse. that's smart <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I did it the wrong way around. <laughs> yeah, I was always obviously I was already training in, in martial arts, but um, I, I, I couldn't choose. I couldn't choose what I wanted to do. I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do at university. So I just sort right. of, I just sort of picked a local college course to go and do. Um, and then, as I say, I accidentally broke my instructor's nose, and uh, <laughs> sort of ended up assisting in class and sort of fell into martial arts as a as a sort of a, an occupation um, yeah. back in. Um, Wow, that was the late nineties, so a long, long time ago. Oh, right, so you ago. you did it that you did the smart way around, not like me. Oh well, that's cool. Um, so, <laughs> but we both ended up where we want to be and doing what we love. So absolutely, that's the main that is the <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what, whatever route it takes, as long as you you end up doing what you love, I think that's most important. Absolutely, for sure. So, um, what led you into teaching? What, what... Um, so I was at university and I was coming to the end of my degree and I didn't have any money. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to get a real job. Like, I, I don't want to go and have to work for someone else. Uh, so I started opening, uh, teaching a few classes in uh, the university with my friend, James. And uh, it started to grow. We started to get quite a few students. Mm. We were living, uh, living in a place called Barking, which is in East London at the time. And Barking doesn't have much, much money. And it was quite tough at that time for us. You know, we're living in rent accommodation. It wasn't particularly nice. And the area wasn't particularly nice. And one day we got in our car and decided to go and find an area where we could teach. So we're driving around and we drove further and further out. And we came to a place called Chigwell in Essex. And it was all like million dollar house, million pound house, two million pound house, three million pounds, all giant like mansions and stuff. And we were like, yeah, okay, we're going to teach here. So we opened <laughs> our school to, to that area because it's a lot easier to earn a living if you teach in an area where the people have disposable income yes. for like martial arts training. Uh, so we moved everything out there and it's been going well ever since. Fantastic. Oh, that was a smart... Look, wow, you, you are a smart chap. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. In some areas, I'm smart. In other areas, I'm very uh, dumb. <laughs> I, well, I think we can all uh, attest to that one, really. Yeah. Um, so, uh, obviously, eventually, you, you, this led you on to a full-time centre. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah and, uh, so, we started teaching at David Lloyd, and it took off really, really well. We we were young and, you know, hungry, and we were working it hard, and lots of marketing, lots of advertising. And we grew to about 100 students, and then quite quickly. Mm. So, then we found a, a unit on an industrial state, like most martial artists do in the UK. Yeah. Rented it out, and we were there, like... 15 years i think last year so wow that's yeah it's probably that's about the same sort of time my school's been running for now about 15 right. years it's uh, yeah it goes it goes really quick and re- but at really slow sometimes as well it's a, it's a bit it of does, a funny yeah. one when you think back and go oh god that's gone really quickly um, yeah but, um yeah again at the same time it does sometimes feel not a drag i wouldn't i wouldn't want to put that much of a negative slant on it but um yeah, yeah there are there are <laughs> like my challenges this morning we were discussing earlier but yeah uh, yeah we won't go into that one now um i think it's uh it's repetitive that's yes. the thing yes it's not necessarily like a drag but it's it's dealing with the same problems and the same issues and the same Absolutely. people week after week month after month year after year so it's not like it, it it's um negative it's it's just repetitive yes which has its own issues, of course. Absolutely, does. As I say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to swap this for for, for anything else, really. To no. be fair, um, I think we all no. have those days where the grass is greener. Um, yes. And you know, I think to myself sometimes I'd rather be uh, um, doing doing something different. But um, I, well, I that's think... why I kind of moved on to the online yes. area because um, it allowed me to kind of reach more people, to help more people, to get out of my school and go and teach seminars at other people's schools, which is really cool. Mm. 
um, and a bit of variety in my sort of day-to-day routine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as well, I just noted that you had some success competitive as well. Um, you went into the competition side of, of martial arts. Just wondered if you wanted just to expand yeah, on that well, a little bit. I only, only did a bit. I did some sort of light contact kickboxing early on and then I did some jiu-jitsu competitions. And then about this time, MMA was just appearing on the scene. You know, I was watching UFC 1, 2 and 3 and thinking, oh, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Fancy giving it a go. Because I've been training martial arts for like 10, 15 years at that point And I wanted to actually see if I could make it work, uh, you know, actually against someone who was trying to hit me back. So um I started training with Eric Paulson. I used to go out to LA quite a lot and train MMA with Eric Paulson, who's like just amazing MMA coach. Um, and then I came back to UK and started doing MMA fights. And that was so early in the MMA sort of thing over here that there were no cages in the UK at that time. Wow. It was still done in boxing rings. <laughs> wow. So it was way back. Yeah. Way back when. Way back when. Um, and like first, uh, our first fight, um, like Mike Bisping was fighting at the same fight and he just started as well. So wow. it was that far back. That we, hey, that's, <laughs> we were... that's a cool claim. <laughs> um, so, and then I yeah, did some, because I've been training in America with Eric Paulson, who'd been doing MMA for like 10 years at that point, and had also done bare knuckle MMA and all that sort of stuff. Um, I did all right in, in my fights because I was just much well, much better rounded than the other person. You know, I had more skills in striking, grappling and, and you know, the mix between it mm. than most of the other people at that time so it kind of worked out well for me okay stuff obviously so with all that extensive background we've just discussed there obviously then um, as we touched on a little bit uh, a few minutes ago you took the step to moving things online um yeah now i mean this is something that i looked at going back a fair few years ago and i can, I can remember at the time it was something that um I, it caught my interest um, but I was I was a little bit cautious of, um, and um, wow, how things have changed, how things have changed. But yeah, I just wondered if you could share a little bit about how how things first started for you with the online videos and, um, and yeah, a quick question to you: Why were you cautious back back way back then? Way back then, I think it would. If I'm completely honest, I think it would be the probably something that you've come across with other people again. It's the probably the, the misconception or the preconceived ideas that people will judge. As martial yes. artists, um, well, they will. We teach, yeah, exactly. We, 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 We're a judgmental group. Absolutely, we teach. We teach from school halls, and you know that 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 sort of um, thing. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose I was worried that if I was to put things out there, that people might uh, judge. But obviously, things have moved on somewhat now. The, the world's yeah. a slightly more tolerant place. Um, but yeah. now, I just wonder what sort of challenges you faced initially with with getting things going. Um, yeah uh, a lot (laughs) when i started this is about six seven years ago the technology was really difficult it was using like lots of different software platforms to try and make things work together and they wouldn't work together and they'd break and it, it was a nightmare and i went through all sorts of different platforms trying to make it work and it didn't um luckily recently the technology's really come on and there's a lot more out there that can make things a lot easier but yeah there was a, a nightmare i mean in my first year i didn't make any sales at all from my online part of my business oh, like zero nothing and i was putting stuff out there all the time i was you know hustling hard and trying to get people to engage with it and get people to buy uh, the online products but it wasn't happening in the first year so that was a bit demoralizing but i'm, I'm not really a quitter so i just kept on working at it and building it and now it's got pretty big mm. absolutely now i mean um i can say i went to um been to one of your courses and mm. it surprised me the, the the turnaround that you had i mean you you, you <laughs> to say that you had determination where many people would quit is probably a, an understatement <laughs> it's uh, the fact that you persevered with it that long i mean and but that, yeah, testament to you, i mean you've made it work which is yeah, isn't that the point of martial arts, though? Isn't Absolutely. it discipline, persistence, yes. turning up, yes. even when it's not working out, going through suffering, overcoming adversity? Yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing about martial arts is, is you should be able to apply those same lessons you learn in the dojo into your life. Mm. So, if I do come up against adversity and you know problems, I I, I don't quit. So, yeah. and that's just kind of who I am as well. So, yeah, well, you've but, definitely made it work. 
that much yes. that much I can say. I mean, you've you've made it work to the point now that where where are you at now with things? Um, well, I got to the point about six months ago where the online part of my business was bringing in enough revenue that I could sell my school wow. and purely focus on just doing the online side of things, which to many martial arts instructors is like uh, either horrific or <laughs> <laughs> or it's something they want to do, but they could never imagine a point where they could get, get to it. Yeah. Um, the problem I found with teaching in a, in a school is you're kind of tied to one location and obviously you have to turn up and teach classes. So if I wanted to go somewhere else and teach a seminar or, or meet some instructors and have a discussion with them, you know, it was very difficult because I had to be back for my 4 p.m. classes, etc. Yeah. So I found it was kind of limiting what I could do and the contribution I could make to martial arts having a full-time school. Plus, there's a lot of management of full-time academies and uh, I'm a terrible manager. I'm like the worst manager possibly ever apart from david brent who's probably worse than me but <laughs> i'm a close second uh so it wasn't working for me and it kind of wasn't working for the staff either so it's time to be brave and you know make the jump and, and go for it and luckily i had an alternative which was to do it online and to teach seminars only which is really fun because people at seminars are really excited to see you you know they pay attention to everything you say they ask good questions whereas teaching in your own school week in week out year in year out people kind of get a bit complacent with you and they yep. they treat you kind of a bit lackadaisically you know they don't really appreciate the value that you bring to them yeah whereas uh, on seminars you know you, people are wrapped they're like totally absorbed in what you're saying and they thank you after you know which is quite quite nice so i had to make the shift and i, I made the shift and it's worked out so far, so good. But if I, you know, if you see me at McDonald's working behind the counter soon, you'll know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it all went tits up. Well, I mean, the 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 thing with this is, um, I um, took on board some of the ideas that you had. Actually, it was it was from um, seeing you at Mabex last year, yeah, with uh, yeah. Gordon's event last year, and um, I put it to put to work, sort of learning how things, how the systems work, the online systems work, and and yeah. tested it out with with my own students first um by by moving our um our entire syllabus our five years worth of syllabus um yeah. online um which which uh, to anybody listening in might sound like a, a, a horrific task but really it it wasn't um now this isn't to say that i haven't got a substantial system uh, or syllabus i'm often told it's too complicated when i show people but um it it was it just it was a case of setting up the camera pressing record and just just, yeah. I just kept. We just went for it. We just went and and didn't stop until it was finished. And it didn't Perfect. actually take that long to get it all on on camera. Um, nope. Probably the most difficult part was the editing afterwards and getting it online. But it it took me no more than two two three days to get to get everything on there and and obviously yeah. shift it around. Um, the longest part probably actually was was watching it all back to make sure that I'd taken out all of the. Uh, <laughs> outtakes shall we say um yes. the, the the occasional uh naughty word and uh yeah, yeah things like that but um no it it's, it worked so so well it worked so so well i mean we we um as we all do as schools you know we, when we have we schools that run grading systems you know you'll often have students that will quit um over um a grading rather than the worry of facing the grading and failing they'll just quit yes um yes, and right. we found that the this has helped students They've they've actually come to us and said, "Oh, this has been a fantastic resource for us because we've been able to um, work with our child, and so the the parents have got the benefit from you know getting some some quality time in with their kids as well." Um, and then, as looking at it from a business perspective, obviously it's it's helped us financially as well. So everybody everybody won really. The students were happy, the parents were happy. Um, we had students that stayed. We had more students grade. Um, exactly you know yes. and 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 then the business was was in a was in a better position afterwards to 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 offer uh more i mean we we actually um the the, the money that came in from um the, the initial the initial sales of the syllabus because it's obviously it's still there once it's recorded it's there forever um That's but right. um the we plowed it back into the school and we bought a load of new equipment so you know it's so it was, yeah so it's very much worth doing right absolutely absolutely um and then I've, more recently i'm sure people have seen and the, the the amount of stuff i've been putting out talking about it i've been developing my own kicking 
online kicking resource. I've been people yep. have been badgering me for years to do it. Truth be told, and I've always put it off. Uh, but again, you know, I um, I spent I think it was four maybe five hours just recording everything. It was a good workout. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good workout. Um, and um, now I've got all that footage there ready to go. So um, we're yes. working with yourself to get it online. It's, it's exciting yeah. stuff, and I would encourage anybody out there that's interested to get in touch and and uh, and go for it because it's uh, it's the way. I think it's, it's the way. I think it's just great for your, your school, like you said, because mm. it helps retention. Mm. So I, I had uh, students that are struggling with kicking drills, for example, and um, obviously, if you're the lead coach and you're the manager of the business and you're running everything, it's quite hard to devote time to help individual students when you've got a school of like 350 members mm. so I, I sent them some of my kicking videos and said run through these and then I called them back and said how's it going with the videos and they, they're like they helped me massively thank you so much and then I checked in on them in class and said how's the kicks going and it improved and these people stick with you because you know it's just an extra resource to show that you care about them and you want to help them plus like you say having your syllabus online is really useful for people if they miss classes or if they're worried about gradings and and all of that and eventually you get like to where you are now we've got you've got skills which other people around the world will want to learn absolutely so you might as well share them with other people around the world you know you don't have to just teach in your local town how about you know you teach anyone in the world who wants to learn how to kick better that, so that's yep yeah, absolutely right and you know uh, again uh, admittedly i did have those sort of uh, worries initially when i first came across this but now yeah the, i mean the, the, like, like we talked about before the idea of you know i could put a video online um uh, go to bed and then wake up the next morning somebody's bought my video yeah, that is that is one of the uh, <laughs> as a martial arts instructor that is really and a business owner that's a fantastic feeling because you you freed yourself from having to teach classes to earn money. Um, now, if the twenty year olds out there are listening to this, they'll be like, "Why would you want to do that?" I mean, I love teaching. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I get that. I was the same when I was twenty, and I was the same when I was thirty. But then, like. My family came along and I had uh-huh, yes. young children and no sleep and the business started to have problems and, you know, there's issues with management and it started to, I started to burn out basically. I was doing too many classes, trying to run the business, doing too many private lessons, young family and not, you know, looking after myself well enough and I started to, to burn out and I needed a way to earn money without having to teach more because I literally didn't have enough time left in the day or energy left in the day mm. to do that. So when you're 20, none of this applies. You're like, yeah. ah, <laughs> you'll do like yeah. 25 hours worth of privates a week, no problems. Yeah. But as you approach 40 and 50 and 60, it's not sustainable. You're going to burn out. And worse than burning out, you're going to fall out of love with martial arts. Yeah. What was once your love is, is going to start, you're going to start resenting it and, and not wanting to do it. So I knew this was coming. I could feel it. So I, I kind of worked out that the best way for me to do that was to turn my passion, which is martial arts, into a product, which I could then share with people who are also passionate about martial arts and earn an income without having to teach classes. And surprisingly, or not surprisingly, knowing my personality and how how much I like to work on things and, you know, hustle, it's taken off. And now I physically don't have to teach classes anymore to look after my family and earn a living. Mm. I still do teach the odd class here and there, and I still do seminars because I love seminars. But um, the day-to-day class teaching, I, I don't do anymore. Now, and I can, I can relate to that fully. I mean, as I said, I, lo- I love having my, sh- my school, and, and, and I, obviously I'm very thankful for the amount of students and, and the families mm. that, that are involved. But I think there are other school owners out there that will be able to... Um, empathize with this a little bit and agree with it you know i was saying to you the other day i was i was at the martial arts show i had a group of about 50 or 60 people like hang, yeah. hanging on my every word they were really keen they wanted to be there uh, and i'd actually closed my school that weekend that saturday which is a rarity for me um so that my team could go as well i, I didn't want yeah. to go off to the martial arts show and go hey i'm gonna do this cool stuff You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can all stay and teach the classes i yeah. said no no no. we're all we're all going so i took my entire team we went down and i said to them guys go and get involved with everything immerse yourselves learn yeah. have fun because they come back buzzing on a monday yeah, and, and i came yeah. back buzzing on the monday 
um, until I got to the front door and I was greeted by a parent who I shan't name. In fact, if they are listening, they'll know who they are. But um, <laughs> uh, the first person that greeted me at the door was a parent kicking off because we weren't open on Saturday. Um, uh, and despite the fact there were notices on every single door to say that we were closed, they'd had emails, they'd had text messages, Facebook yeah. messages, you name it. Um, yeah. And it, it just, that was, I was like, oh, you re- really? <laughs> I was on such a positive and then I'm getting yeah. back to the gym and they're like, why weren't you open? Why was this? A-? And, and truth be told, little let's let's say it's little jimmy use the yeah. name jimmy um jimmy doesn't really want to be in class um, and when right. jimmy is in class dad just shoves his head in his ipad doesn't even look at the yeah. class anyway and it's yeah. that sort of thing that it, it, it does it it wears you down over time so yeah that's that's it it's not an isolated event though that's the problem yeah. with running a full-time school it's it this sort of little thing happens every single day repeatedly and over a period of months years and you add other life stresses to it like family you know money worries young kids it it can become a bit much and you yeah you start resenting it which is which is sad because also the problem is we turn from martial arts instructors which is our passion teaching and sharing into martial arts school managers which is not our passion and not what we love to do but we have to do it because we built a school um, and it creates all sorts of stress and tension. So I, I wanted to be free of all that um, petty, small problems, you know, you get with running a school. Like there's no toilet roll in the, t- <laughs> in the toilet <laughs> and the bins need doing and parents are moaning and, you know, staff aren't getting on and there's issues with, you know, rent and rates and all that. I wanted to get rid of all of that m- minor day-to-day stress so I could focus on bigger things, more important things and more challenging things to myself. And the only way I could figure out to do it, um, there's lots of ways of doing it. Obviously, you can get a school manager in to run your school as a manager. You could um, hire more staff and delegate more. But the only way I could figure out to do it was to turn my passion into a product so that I could then free up my time. Yeah. And it's and it, it is, it's for me as well, I, I, um, I've actually enjoyed the process of, of you know, coming up with the content um, of, of sort of brainstorming new ideas for, for further yeah. courses down the line. I enjoy yeah. the process of filming it, um, getting it online, um, sharing the clips, getting f- yes. And and look, let's you know, let's be honest. We we all like it on Facebook. You know, I put up, put a couple of clips out on Facebook, and people liked it and messaged me. Oh, yeah, you get oh, your kicks are great. You. Yeah, so it's nice. Yeah. And and I found it actually sort of um, it, it it helps re-energize me a little bit you know give me a little bit yes. of extra spark I had, I had a great day with the pro you know filming the stuff and then that kind of led into the classes jimmy's dad wasn't there that night so that was all right but uh, no it's um it, yeah it's very exciting stuff and the thing that i like about it as well is uh, obviously i'm not the first person to think of a, an online kicking resource but yeah. as you said yourself we all teach in different ways so there's there's room for everybody if yeah, somebody else have- has got a kicking course idea great go do it but yeah. we'll attract different people or maybe we'll attract right. the same people you know yeah that's <laughs> fine that's fine i mean it's all about what people are paying for a lot of people say to me well why would i put my stuff online when people can watch it for free on youtube from other instructors and i'm like people are not um people are going to pay for your particular take on the material or on kicking so people who like your style of kicking chris and your personality are going to pay for your take on it mm-hmm. whereas a different person might present it in a slightly different way your experience through the last 30 years of training everything you've overcome is all kind of part of that and mixed in so that's what people pay for they pay for your take on a particular subject there's loads of pad drills out on the internet there's loads of pad te- people teaching pad drills but what people like is how i break it down my stories i bring to it my experience you know and how i coach um and there's room for you know lots more like that yeah on that subject, uh, that Mitmaster, I think um, yeah. that's probably what most people. I introduced you as a Mitmaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you know. What you're most probably well well known for at the moment. Um, I, I a use funny it. story about that. I was looking at houses in, in my local area the other day. I was about an hour away from where my current house is, and I was uh, viewing a house. I walk in. And the guy like says, you know, have a look around. And he's looking at me funny. I'm like, okay. And then he goes, I recognize you from somewhere. And then I'm looking around. And upstairs, I notice he's got a pair of focus mitts laying on, on the side. Wow. Like, ah. so, <laughs> well, I go down. And literally, as I go in the door, he goes, you're the mitt master. So that's just weird. Wow. <laughs> that, that happens. I'm an hour away from my house. And some guy recognizes me from my 
video. So yeah, well, I want get that. I want strange. Andy, I want this is a funny one, and my mate, my mate Andy's probably listening. My friend Andy Taylor um, is a very, uh, very well-known stuntman. He um, he has this little joke with me. We were at um, Sunny, wow, years ago, and I had this guy stop me, put, yeah. look at me, point at me, <laughs> and then say, he went. Are you the real Chris Jones? <laughs> I haven't had that yet. Yeah. That's great. And I, was I, like, that. I was like, yeah, I am. That, I am the genuine article. <laughs> You're not a body double or a fake or anything. <laughs> I was dressed head to toe like in, in like like I do. People yes. people know I'm like this. Dressed head to toe in logoed up gear. You know, yeah. it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, no, that's me. <laughs> but um, but now the Mint Master content itself, it's something that I do I do use in my school. And I know yeah. a number of other school school owners that use it as well, um, yeah. and it is it is a it is a fantastic resource, and dare I say it's a pretty substantial resource as well. How many how many actual sort of drills or videos do you think are out there now? It's wow. Uh, the Mitmaster system, as it stands, because it's evolving and I'm creating new stuff all the time, is about five hundred odd pad drills. Wow. So it's it's big, yeah, across different styles like boxing, Thai boxing, MMA, kickboxing, and Filipino martial arts. But yeah, it's about 500 padrels. But the thing is, I my what I'm really good at is creating and 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 teaching. I think so. I, I come up with drills all the time. I'll literally be hitting pads, and a new drill will appear in my head, and that will be lead to a new series and a new new set of videos. So it, it will grow and grow and grow. I think I don't think it's going to stop. Mm, yeah, there's a pretty comprehensive list. I mean, I downloaded, I can't remember how long ago it was now, um, probably one of the fuller packs with sort of yeah. a lot of things in there. Um, yeah. And um, I, I, what, I, what I do is actually have it on my desktop in my office. Yeah. And um, every now and again, I'll just dip into it just for yes. some ideas. And I'll take one or That's two right. drills out and drop it into my lesson plan yes. just to mix things yes. up a little bit. Um, because right. we, we all, I mean, I... I I love creating teaching content, but we all go stale from time to time. Um, of course, and it's—I found personally—it's a great resource, and I would encourage people to go and look at it. Um, to you know, it's—it's it, it, it's nice just to. And some of them I've actually altered. Obviously, yeah, they're not not necessarily there. There are system-specific drills in there, but all of them really you could sort of switch and change to uh, to, to match whatever it is that you're teaching. That's that's the whole point. Yeah, I mean, I remember ten years ago because I didn't have a, a coach at the time, and I, you know, I was I was needed inspiration. I would go on YouTube and and search through hundreds of videos to try and find you know something I hadn't seen or a different take on a subject or a different concept. And I thought, I wonder if other martial arts instructors kind of do this as well, you know, for inspiration and variety and just to add a little extra sparkle to classes. So that's part of the reason why I um, set up Mitmaster. It's just like you say, to, for people to dip in and out, take the drills they like, use them in their classes. It's, it, see, it's interesting for your students, but it's also interesting for you because if you just teach the same drills over and over and over for decades, it's, it's boring for everyone. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I agree with that one. And um, if <laughs> I have done the whole thing with YouTube as well, uh, and if there's other people out there, any, anything like I am, you go on there with a pen and pad, fully intending to to, to pull out either you know boxing drills, kicking drills, whatever, and you end up on cat videos um, <laughs> and all sorts of weird stuff that you never even into. Oh, that looks good. You know what we're like yeah, as martial artists. Inst- oh, look at that shiny thing. Click it, and then yes. you end up on the, something completely unrelated. Of having like a, an online thing like Mitmasters, that's exactly the same same thing. You know, you go on YouTube to try and find some new ideas, some new drawers, and something else happens, and you get distracted. And you're watching something else. At least with my sort of programs and systems and downloads, you just get a focused, detailed package of drills around a particular subject. You know, yeah. so they, you, you get it all there, ready for you just to absorb and edit as you want. Mm. Um, I believe now is the the option now is people can actually train in the system as well, become instructors and and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yes. pretty cool. Pretty cool. So it's I mean it's fairly substantial. There's a lot out there for. for yeah, I've do. got um, like coaches who've done online parts of my program all over the world in America, in Japan, in Thailand, wow. all, all all over the world. And the reason why I did it online first is because I was getting a lot of time wasters. So I get a lot of emails from people saying love your system, really want to study with you, where, where are you based? And I'd say, look, I'm based in London. they say, oh, I'm only like two hours away. That'd be great. Would love to come and train with you. Let's put it in the diary. And then, you know, a day before, oh, sorry, the kids are ill. 
you know, the dogs died, the cat ate my homework, whatever excuse they come up with, (laughs) but not turning up. And I'd scheduled the time and canceled privates, you know, and arranged all that. And I was like, well, screw this. If you want to study under me, I expect you to do the online first, the online, there's two levels online and then one face to face. I expect you to invest your money and your time doing the online and pass that before you get to see me face to face. So you don't waste my time. Interesting. Yeah. That's why I did it like that. Um, obviously, it'd be better if people could come. But, you know, if you're in Australia, you're not going to fly over to do a, a one-day training seminar with me, are you? So I, I wanted to help people all over the world. And the only way to do that is via distance learning, online learning. So Fantastic. Well, it's it's impressive stuff, I've got to say, from what I've, from what I've seen. And, um, and as I said before, I encourage people to go check out the, the myriad of different things that you've got going on because it is all – even if – because uh, I know for sure there they'll, they'll, they will be, as you know, there'll be some people listening. Good, oh no, 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 nonsense! Not go and go and look at it anyway. Go and I look at it people, anyway. <laughs> I think the people who go nonsense yeah. are the people who believe you can't learn martial arts online. And actually, I tend to agree with them. I don't think you can really effectively learn a whole martial art online without access to a coach. Mm. I mean, but what I do think you can do is supplement your own training online so if you've got a coach and you want to get a little bit of extra help on some details or a different perspective i think the online training can supplement what people have already got but you 100 percent need a coach you know Mm. which you stick and you train with for a long period of time to get you know to get to a decent level because you need that feedback that hands-on touch the relationship and all of that but what the online does is it supplements that training yeah absolutely does and and again coming back onto my school and my experience with the syllabus when i'm when i'm in class teaching and when i've got instructors teaching and i'm walking around and i go through the reception area and um, there's always people with their heads buried in phones ipads yeah. that sort of thing um, yeah. and oftentimes they'd be netflix or they'd be but I've, I've actually noticed now there's a shift there's more people actually they're going through the syllabus so and this is even parents the kids, that's great the kids are in the class teaching and yeah. they're looking up the drill on their phone oh, that's very cool. to see, you know, just some of them it's, you know, just so they can learn. But I know full well that it's, some of them are just to see if, if they're doing it wrong or, you know, so, <laughs> I mean, it's they're engaged yeah. and active and interested and, and paying attention, which is, and it, and it allows those, I found as an, an interesting one as well. You know, we've all got those um, parents that maybe get a little bit too involved, shall we say? Yeah. Um, and it yeah. actually gave them, it sort of channeled that a little bit. So we right. go, here you go. You can go look at this. Go look at this thing on here, <laughs> instead of shouting into my class constantly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I dare say that we've probably got some parents now that know my syllabus better than me. Yeah. <laughs> as a result, but uh, no, it is all it's good stuff. So, what what does the what does the future hold? Anything on the horizon that you've got planned that you could share, or is it all super top secret? <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I keep getting emails from people around the world saying they want to, because I, I do the, the seminar that you attended, the yep. Teach Your Passion Online seminar, but I, I do that in London, and I'm getting people from Indonesia and, you know, um, Brazil wanting to do that. They, they're martial arts instructors who want to share their passion online but don't have a clue. So I'm going to create an online version of that, and that's almost finished. So I'll be kind of releasing that soon so people can go through the process and uh, work through the videos and work through the workbooks and go through the action steps to set up their own online martial arts school. And a lot of people will just use it, you know, like you did originally for helping out their students in their school, which is enough. It's fantastic. If you think about it from a marketing perspective as well, if you market the fact that you've got an online university or an online portal for your members, Who's going to choose a school that hasn't got that? You know, mm. between if you choose between two schools, you're always going to choose the one that's got this massive online course library that people can access as well. So even just using it as a marketing and retention tool, it's worth doing. And then a lot of people really want to share their passion with the world. I mean, you know, we're teaching passionately to this small group of a couple of hundred people in our local towns. But, you know, why can't we share that with everyone who's interested in what, what we do? Um and that's really, really good. And of course, one of the main advantages once you get it really going is, is passive income, meaning as you age as a martial artist and you no longer want to be teaching 40 hours of classes a week and doing 20 hours of privates and doing all the management that goes with the school, yeah. you can start this kind of 
passive income stream from your online products, just bringing in money. And it will trickle in to start with, you know, you'll make 20 quid here, 20 quid there. But if you know how to market and run it correctly, it will turn into 100 quid here and 100 quid there. And then it starts going up and up and up. And, you know, if you give it two, three years of work, you can bring in enough money to live comfortably off it, which is yeah. insane. Yeah. Absolutely. For a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And, obviously, yeah, and I'll, I'll attest to that because I've obviously, I was, as you say, I was on the course, so I, I saw the figures that you shared. Um, and I also, I also saw, which was really cool because you were connected to the internet at the time, people buying your packages yeah. <laughs> whilst you were giving the course. Now, isn't that <laughs> mad? I mean, the other day I went to Ikea with my missus and she wanted to buy some rubbish flat. <laughs> flat pack furniture you know and I was wandering around Ikea like moaning and groaning like uh, husbands do about being there and then some guy like in like Sweden or something bought 90 quids worth of videos and my missus only spent 60 quid in Ikea so I actually made 30 quid profit while walking around Ikea and after, after that point I was just sold I mean I've, you just got to do more and more of it so it frees you you freeze your time you can be earning money while you're on holiday you can be earning money while you're sat at home playing with the kids. You can be earning money in Ikea. It, it's hard to get martial artists to think like this because we're so used to just, we have to teach classes mm. to earn money. But just think about your classes being online. So you don't actually, and once you film the video once, you can sell it forever for the rest of your life. So I've, I'm still selling videos that I made seven years ago. And the, also the other advantage is that you don't age on video. <laughs> so you know you were talking about how you filmed your videos and you were doing it because you you're worried that you, you yeah. you're going to injure your knee yeah. and you know if you really screw up your knee you can't be doing all the jump spins and the flash yeah, stuff that's it so it's a good idea to have that sort of content down in your peak mm. so that when you're 60 <laughs> and your knees are shot you can still sell those videos yeah i i can wholeheartedly recommend doing it that way around rather than the way that i did it um, <laughs> I um, was at a charity event a few weeks ago and I real well I think some some people saw the aftermath of it um, I quite quite substantially wrecked myself um, and that that was the point that I thought really should get on with this online video which was the wrong way around of doing it really <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah you know what what us martial artists are like we injure ourselves all the time oh yeah and, you know, if you really pop a couple of discs in your back or really frazzle something and, you know, you haven't got assistant coaches to help you out in classes, how are you going to teach? Mm. You know, you will be able to teach from the, from the side and speak it. But, you know, people will only do that for so long before they start moaning and groaning. Mm. So what I wanted to do is take where I was at as a martial artist, condense it and crystallize it and then offer it to people online. And nowadays, online learning is huge. I mean, the traditional martial artists, like the older guys, are kind of like a little bit reluctant to do this. But the next generation coming through, the 30, you know, 40 yep. years, and the generation behind that, it's all going to be learning via online and apps and things like that. So mm -hmm. you want to get in and get known as the expert in, that, in your niche, in your area of expertise, which for me is pads, which for you is kicking. If you get known first, it's very, very difficult for anyone to jump into that space um, afterwards because you're the guy in that space you know so it's definitely worth doing now rather than like thinking about it yeah sounds good Matt I'll do that in five years time and then someone else has done it and you're like damn it should have done it then <laughs> uh, and, the, and the process is easy now isn't it you, you've been to my course you yes. know it's not rocket science is it it's just do this well, do that do this do that the fact that I could get through it all and understand it I can attest to that it's not rocket science um, no <laughs> if I can do it anyone can do it you know really uh, it's um, but no joke. Joking aside, the way that it's laid out is um, it, it you you go in with a lot of questions in your head and you come yeah. out with a lot of answers and some Good. more ideas as well. Um, and uh, it, it's 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 not tricky once you know know how to do it. Um, that's what no, I've made it very simple because um, you know if you go online and put into Google how to set up online courses or how to teach online courses, you get like three million websites back and you read different things on each website and it's very confusing. Well, what I've done is I've made like every mistake possible for you so you don't have to because uh, <laughs> I'm persistent. I carried on where most people would have quit. And now I've just simplified it to like three or four steps. And once you get those three or four steps done, 
you're away and, and it's and it's nice. And you know, I've had students who've launched their their product after being at my course and one of them made twelve grand in four months. I was like, Holy Wow. Like, how did you do that? Because it took me years to get to that point. And he did it in four months and he's still selling mm. via it. So it can go like really quickly. It can scale really quickly. That's the whole thing about the internet. If you get it right, yeah. it, it grows massively very quickly. So I suppose, you know, essentially people can make it as big or as small as they want to. They could have it as small yeah. as, as small as like what I did initially and just have it for their students in their school yeah. or as big as the world. Yes. And what I would do is prepare your stuff so that it goes to the world. So don't, if you're teaching your syllabus stuff, you know, maybe don't have your club banner in the background, keep it kind of neutral. You can be wearing a uniform, etc. But that means later on, you could sell it online as its own standalone product. Whereas if you're kind of all logoed up and bannered up and, and it's all about your club, then it's a little bit harder to sell. So anticipate that at some point you might go, oh, this stuff is really good. Maybe other martial artists might enjoy this. So make it kind of make it fairly neutral so that you could then just sell it mm. by itself. Don't do what I do then and use phrases like give it some clout. Well, why not? That's your personality. <laughs> <laughs> You've got, yeah, what the, another mistake they make people make online is they become robots. Yeah. So they're like, hi guys, we are here today to learn how to, and they kind of, don't act naturally on camera. Yeah. So if you've seen any of my Mitmaster stuff, I'm just being who I am when I teach. Yeah. If I make a mistake during the drill, we just carry on. I don't edit it out. Absolutely. It's all nat- when we make a mistake, we laugh. We're not serious. It's not my personality to be serious. So that's people want to see the real you. I think nowadays the Absolutely. days of like these stiff cardboard sort of martial arts instructors standing up and and teaching isn't what it's about now. People want real. Yeah, you know, I think a real person. Yeah, on a, obviously not wanting to go off on a different subject too much, but I think Facebook Live, especially, yes. has, has made people a lot more aware of that sort of thing. Um, yeah, because now I mean, everybody, everybody's a walking television station now. Everybody's got access to this right. broadcasting equipment in their pocket, walking around. So people have kind yes. of got used to. I think people have got used to being seen, um, and 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 now people are sort of taking that information in. And and I agree with you. I mean, I. I, I rec- when I recorded all of the kicking syllabus, um, as a test run, I put it onto my um, online portal for my students first, um, as, yeah. as a as a as a freebie, so to speak, so that they could go through it. And some of the things that I got back, one gent said, "Oh, it was really nice to see when you did that kick wrong," because yes. now I felt, I, yeah, I I I felt like, oh well, I can't do it yet either. And the fact that you can do it and you made a mistake, yeah, it made it seem more accessible. Um, exactly. I'll be honest. I did then go back online and think, why? Which, 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 one, which one was that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember that. But uh, no, it's all good stuff. So where where can people go to find out more about all of this content we've been talking about? Well, um, probably the best thing to go is to go to my personal website, which is Matthew with two T's, M A T T H E W dash Chapman C H A P M A N dot com Matthew dash Chapman dot com. Um, because that's got my Mitmaster stuff on it. It's got my teacher passion online stuff on it. It's got my Google stuff on it. So you can find out pretty much everything about what I'm up to there. Mm. And which another so on another subject, if if they type your name into Google, then you do come up on it all. <laughs> you, good. You're on all the Googles. <laughs> good. Well, that's good then. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, well, thank you very much for your time. And, um, thank you. It's, uh, it's been great to have you on as our first guest. Thank you. Um, and, um, yeah, if anybody, anybody out there that's listening, if you do have any questions for Matt, obviously, I'm sure you'll take them uh, at uh, the contacts he's just listed. Uh, alternatively, you can go onto our new forum that we've created for the for the show. Uh, if you leave if you leave any messages there, I'm sure I'm sure Matt will get back to you on there, um, or course. or find him on Facebook as well. Um, I'm, he's, he's all on the Facebooks too. So, again, yes, thank you for your time, and um, we shall speak soon. No, thank you, sir. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay, so thank you to Matt for his time. And I'm sure you'll agree, some really, really interesting stuff there. Uh, worth, Well worth going and checking out. Uh, no matter what side of the fence you're on, um, obviously learning and understanding these things is, is, is what it's about. So yeah, I do encourage you, go check it out, find out for yourself what it's about. Um, now, 
earlier in the week, um, when we set up the the new podcast Facebook group, um, I popped a post on there asking for uh, people to suggest uh, topics to discuss. Um, Now, what I am looking to do in further podcasts is actually involve people coming in on calls uh, to to discuss these. Uh, But just for this first one, um, obviously while the podcast is still growing... um, I'm, what I'm going to do is just pick one of the discussion points. Now, I'm actually going to pick one posted by my good friend, uh, Mr. Chris Gradelli, um, a fantastic martial artist. So I don't think he really needs an introduction. I think everybody knows who he is and what he does. Um, but he posted the, um, the, the comment of um, how does martial arts help personal development? Um, now, I think this is one of those things. It's, it's, it's different for everybody. For me personally, um, going back to... Uh, Probably in my my late teens. Now let's go back to the start. Actually, as a child, I mean, I was. Um, let, I'll, I'll just say it. I was an easy target. I was one of those kids that was. Um, I, there was the potential there for some pretty pretty hefty bullying. Um, you know, I was the, the 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 kid that liked to watch Star Trek and played musical instruments. So I was, you know, I was prime target for some bullying. And um, martial arts, whilst. I didn't have to use on too many occasions physically. Um, I think it, it most definitely gave me uh, an additional level of confidence that um, probably didn't present to, to the bullies uh, as, a, as a target. And um, I, know, I know everybody listening in more than likely has enough of an understanding on this subject without me needing to go on about it. But uh, for me personally, um, initially early days, uh, it, it helped me to become just generally more confident in myself. Um, and then later on, as a, as a teen and into my early 20s, I remember, actually, it would be around about... I'd have been about 19, maybe 18, 18, 19. My instructor at the time came to me and said, on oh, um, next class, you're taking warm-up. And I remember that for a week, I was stressing like crazy because I, although I was training in sessions most days at that time um i i knew that it, it was i even remember it's a wednesday night at 6 30 um i knew that the wednesday night session the, the following week i was going to be teaching the warm-up and for that week my days i was stressing like crazy you know over something that now you know is it's not even it's not even factored into my lesson plans usually the warm-up it's just something that we do um and you know looking back on that journey that i've taken from you know, being worried to the point of of not being able to sleep to take a warm up to now teaching classes, you know, in my own full time centre, um, and taking it even further still, you know, um, being able to stand on the stage and perform at the Royal Variety Show on the TV in front of the royal family and the Queen, you know, to take that that's that's a that's a huge step to go from being terrified of taking a warm up to you know, performing on television, on stage, and in front of the the royal family, um, and that's not some sort of brag. I'm using it as a as a way to sort of demonstrate the the journey that I've taken personally myself. Um, even now, doing this podcast, um, sitting here, although only talking to myself, um, it's uh, I I would understand. I I think the younger me, there's no way I would be doing this. Absolutely no way. I would have the confidence to be able to to sit and record this and to to put this out there to everybody to listen to. So, again, although it's it's a personal thing, as Chris does say, it's you know personal development. Um, it is um, for me. I think it's 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 a fantastic martial arts is a fantastic tool to help lots of people in lots of different ways, and that's just that's just my experience on it. So. Um, Hopefully that resonates with some of the people out there. If you have your own um, journey or your own series of events that you want to share, get in touch and we'll we'll discuss it. Um, there were some other interesting talking points. Uh, Mr. Gillespie mentioned the benefits of martial arts for kids. Um, Kieran mentioned about uh, his, his action short that he's, he's going through at the moment. We actually had some talk, some chats about that, um, and that's some interesting stuff. I'm definitely going to be looking to bring him on on a, on a later show. And and Lara mentioned about having a whole episode dedicated to discussing Jean-Claude Van Damme's muscles. Um, I don't think that's one that we're, we're probably going to be going down anytime soon. If we really, really totally run out of topics... Then we might, you know, we might look to dedicate maybe sort of like a five-minute episode. But no, 
joking aside it's all good fun um so yeah if you've got your own topic points or anything that you want to discuss um whatever subject you know it could be something that you, positive that you want to pr- promote or it can be something that's sort of eating at you that you want to get out and discuss um something that you've seen that you're not happy about whatever it is get it mentioned on the forum and i'll be sure to do my best um as long as it's legal obviously to try and get it discussed on the show um so um moving on to to the next show we've actually got a, a number of guests lined up um I'm not going to go into too much detail as to the next guest because I'm actually trying to get the the uh, logistics worked out. But let's just say they are from the other side of the pond. Um, so I'm very, very excited. And, and I'm hoping that we do get to um, get this particular person on because um, he was actually a, a, a pretty pretty huge influence on my training um around the sort of the late 90s and 2000s and as as i know for sure that he was on a lot of other performers out there as well um so um keep an eye out on the forum and on my facebook group for more details about who that is um again as i mentioned at the start a huge thank you to everybody that has shown support for for my podcast so far um I know it's not perfect. There is still work to do. If you have any suggestions or ideas, please, please, please do get in touch as I appreciate everybody's help. Um, I hope everybody has a great weekend and I will speak to you all next Friday. 